Welcome to this endo life. I'm Jessica Duffin. I'm an endo warrior and this podcast is all about living and thriving with endometriosis. As always, this podcast is here for educational purposes only. Please consult your medical practitioner before making any nutritional changes or bringing in any supplements. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to give a shout out to my BU and I wanted to tell you about their new bath bombs which are naturally made and contain beautiful essential oils and their peppermint and eucalyptus essential oils um, is doing so well right now with endometriosis community they're getting loads of feedback about it and you know if you love the patches themselves you're going to love the bath bombs because essentially it's the patch in a bath. So, you know, if you're on your period or if you're in pain, you could have a bath with some of the bath bombs or one of them. I don't know, you could have multiple if you want. Um, and then yeah, get out the bath, maybe rub in some CBD and put your patch on top, which is um, what a lot of people are feeding back that they're doing. So um, I would love to do that, but... Um, I don't have a bath, so I can't. But if you have a bath, um, you know, I think these new bath bombs could be a lovely way to help alleviate some of your pain. So if you'd like to check them out, you can go to BU, which is buonline.co.uk. And you can also, from anywhere in the world, on cultbeauty.co.uk, and they deliver worldwide. So before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to give a shout out to the lovely girls at Semaine. They are two sisters with endometriosis. They've been on the show before and they founded Semaine, which is a supplement company for people with periods to originally their first supplement was to aid with PMS and period pain. And I know that it is a lifesaver for so many people with endometriosis and painful periods. I absolutely love that supplement. It's really helped me when I've had to kind of follow protocols for SIBO or, you know, I've had a stressful time and I've been worried about my period. I've been able to avoid a flare with that supplement and they've always been so kind and um, kindly sent me sent me them when I when I've needed them. And now they've come out with a new supplement called The Daily, and it is a hormone balancing supplement, which is designed to help with healthy skin, stable mood, fewer cravings in your luteal phase, blood sugar balance. And they recently gifted it to me. Honestly, I said this to my client the other day, my blood sugar levels have never felt so stable as they did when I was taking that day, daily supplement. As you guys know, I I work very hard to stabilize my blood sugar levels because that will keep inflammation down. 
And it also ensures that you have healthy, balanced hormones. It's, it's really, really key. And I have a history of having really unstable blood sugar. Originally growing up, it was because of my eating disorder. But then in later years, it was much more down to firstly following a vegan diet when I didn't understand how to build my plate, a healthy blood sugar balancing plate. And secondly, because of my microbiome and my microbiome because of SIBO is built to actually extract more glucose from my food and cause blood sugar instability. This is actually a really key piece of blood sugar. If your blood sugar is resisting all of the strategies you're trying, that is a massive clue that your microbiome is affecting the way that your blood sugar is is being controlled in your body. So we need to work on that, work on your gut. And mine has improved mine has improved massively, but I still react much more um, erratically than someone else would to blood sugar fluctuations. And I couldn't believe the difference. It was like I had a whole month of like stable blood sugar. It was incredible. And as a result, I had much more of a healthier cycle. I felt a lot more satisfied. I had less food cravings. I just felt a lot more stable in energy. So I'm a really big fan of this. And as I said, blood sugar is a huge piece to managing your hormones, hence why blood sugar is such a big part of their their supplement. So the girls have kindly given me a discount code for you guys. It will get you 20% off your first um, order, whether that's the daily or the PMS and Peerage support capsules. And the code is ENDOLIFE one word, all caps. So E-N-D-O-L-I-F-E. And that code is valid for the next six months, I believe. So you can use it at any time. Um, So let me know how you get on with them. I'd love to hear if you find them as amazing as I did. And I hope that they bring you a happier and healthier cycle and period. So before we get started today, I just wanted to remind you that on March 28th, I am running my second Endo Belly Challenge, and it is a free four-week challenge where you will learn the first steps to identifying the root causes of your endo belly and the initial tools to heal your swelling, gut issues, and abdominal discomfort. So every Monday, starting from Monday the 28th, you'll receive a new email with a little bit of endo belly education and action to implement that week, which will help you with your symptoms. This challenge is perfect for anyone who experiences abdominal swelling or bloating, gas, constipation, nausea, diarrhea or loose stools, acid reflux, indigestion or stomach cramps with their endometriosis. And as I've mentioned, it's entirely free. The link to sign up is in the show notes. Um, and I have noticed some sign up area errors coming through. So if you have signed up and you haven't received a welcome email, drop me an email and I will try and sort it out because I don't get a full breakdown of who the sign up error is for. I just get a sign up error notification, which isn't very helpful. Um, so please email me if you've tried to sign up and you haven't been able to. Okay, so let's get started with today's podcast. Today we're talking about the all-important migrating motor complex. So let's start with what that is. And MMC is the word that I'm going to use to describe the migrating motor complex. It's just the abbreviated version of it. 
Um, so it's a lot easier to say than migrator motor complex. So we're just going to say MMC. So the MMC is a wave-like motion that occurs in the small intestine, not in the large intestine, between meals and overnight. This wave-like motion clears out any old food debris and bacteria once the food has already passed through into the large intestine. So basically, see the MMC as the washing up once all the leftover food has been cleared off the dinner plates. So it's come through your mouth, it's gone into the small intestine, it's now moved into the large intestine, and we're washing up the small intestine. Now, the MMC is crucial for good gut health, and when it slows down, we get a buildup of bacteria and old food. This means that not only is there a constant supply of food debris in the small intestine for the bacteria to munch on, but every time food enters the small intestine, that food will be munched on too. So let's look at why this is a problem. You're not supposed to have bacteria in your small intestine, at least not much at all. There should be a teeny tiny amount, but the large intestine is where you should be housing all your friendly gut bacteria. The small intestine is designed for absorbing nutrients, not for housing bacteria. So this excess of bacteria damages the small intestine and we end up having trouble absorbing nutrients. To top that off, the bacteria actually competes with us for our food. Now, if that wasn't enough, the bacteria ferment the food as well and create gas. These gases not only cause bloating, which could be a leading cause behind your endo belly, but they also cause problems like diarrhea, gas, acid reflux, burping, constipation, abdominal pain and sensitivity, brain fog, fatigue, histamine tolerance, and full body pain, to name just a few of, of these symptoms that can be caused by these various gases that are produced. Now, if that sounds familiar, you'd be right. What I'm describing is small intestine bacterial overgrowth, also known as SIBO. And SIBO is arguably one of the leading causes of the endobelly with endometriosis patients. And in fact, current research estimates that 80% of people with endo have SIBO. And that same study found that 100% of people with endo have an impaired migrating motor complex. Now, SIBO or not, it's important that we all have a healthy migrating motor complex as it keeps food and bacteria in the right place. And even if our MMC isn't damaged to the point that SIBO can occur or may eventually occur, a sluggish MMC could result in bloating like the endobloody. In the case of SIBO, ensuring that your MMC is supported is the essential piece to preventing relapse once you get the all clear. Now, unfortunately, sometimes the MMC is so damaged that recurring SIBO is going to be an issue for us, and we have to use natural supplements or pharmaceutical drugs long-term to keep it working as efficiently as we can. Post-SIBO treatment, there is a process called the prevention of relapse, which lasts about three to six months, and requires these supportive drugs or supplements known as prokinetics during this time frame. If you relapse once weaned off them, it suggests that your MMC is very deficient and further investigations will need to be done to see why that is the cause. However, there are some at-home methods we can all use to support the MMC. Now, these won't be strong enough alone to prevent a SIBO relapse, so a prokinetic agent is always, always required post-SIBO treatment at least for the prevention of relapse stage. But these suggestions are nice add-ons, and if you don't have SIBO, try one or two of them and see whether your endobelly improves. Because regardless, our MMC still needs some love, whether we, whether we have SIBO or not. 
So let's look at these at-home methods for improving the MMC. Number one is ginger. Ginger is actually a prokinetic that we use in SIBO treatment during the prevention of relapse stage. Unfortunately, it's not normally strong enough to prevent a SIBO relapse, so we tend to combine it with another prokinetic like LDN to increase the effects. However, for some people with SIBO, it's enough to keep them in remission. So it does work for some people. And for those of us without SIBO, it helps give our MMC a nice boost and moves things along the digestive tract. Because the MMC is turned off for two hours after food, you don't want to take ginger during this time frame as it just pushes your food through too quickly and your small intestine won't have enough time to absorb the food, or the nutrients rather. Instead, you can take it two hours after food and overnight. Again, make sure you take it two hours after dinner. Fresh ginger won't work here. It needs to be the ginger root powder at 1,000 milligrams, which you can take at night or twice a day. Just don't exceed 2,000 milligrams a day and always check with your doctor first, especially if you're pregnant. Though I will say ginger is normally safe and beneficial during pregnancy at these doses. Now, when you're in the prevention of relapse stage of SIBO, I will say that you have to take the ginger at night as a prokinetic overnight. For it to be effective enough for the prevention of relapse, it's not going to do the same job during the day. So when we're doing a when we're taking prokinetics during the prevention of relapse, they are always taken at night. Now, our second method is meal spacing. If this is triggering for some of you, just skip forward by a couple of minutes. So it's not about restriction, it's just about spacing our meals out. Meal spacing is another step used in the prevention of relapse stage of SIBO treatment. And it is the practice of spacing out meals with enough time between them that we allow the MMC to work. When we're constantly grazing and eating late into the night, we're not giving the MMC enough time to do its job. Now, many people can get away with this if they tend not to eat overnight and they leave around a 12 hour gap between eating. So say from 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. But for those of us with SIBO or with other IBS issues, we may need to give our MMC a little more support. Now, I will say that some people leave an even smaller gap overnight, like eight hours, and they're okay because their MMC is strong and they just seem to be resilient. But generally, those of us with gut issues tend to need longer. So what does that look like? The ideal time frame is four hours between meals and 12 hours overnight, as our MMC does most of its work when we are asleep. So that's the really crucial time we want to focus on. That's why we focus on it during the prevention of relapse with SIBO. Now, this doesn't mean you can't snack and it doesn't mean you have to practice meal spacing all the time or at all if you don't fancy it. This is just an option you could try if you're really struggling with the endo belly and you want to see if this could help. Now, if you can't do four hours, aim for three or two and a half. And if you can't do that, then maybe you can manage meal spacing in the morning, but not in the afternoon or vice versa. Or maybe you can't do meal spacing during the day at all, but you can manage 12 hours overnight. Or perhaps in the beginning, you can start with eight hours overnight or 10 hours. If you find that you're needing to eat before those two hours are up post-meal, I would also focus on the meals you're eating because it could be that your blood sugar is dropping soon after your meals and you need to do a bit of work on them to leave you satisfied for a little longer. For me, meal spacing didn't come easily because I've really struggled with blood sugar in the past, but now my blood sugar is more stable than I think it's ever been, and my continuous glucose monitor 
monitor readings are looking really good, really optimal, I can actually do mill spacing almost without thinking about it now. And when I do manage to do it, my gosh, do I feel better in my gut. My gut feels so much lighter. I'm not like heavy and weighed down in my abdomen and I'm not as bloated and I feel less nauseous when I wake up. Just a reminder that this episode is by BU. These natural patches last for 12 hours, so they bring you prolonged relief and can begin working on relaxing your muscles before the pain kicks in, so you're prepared even if your period comes during the middle of the day. Some people even find that a night before their period can really help soothe the inflammation in the area. To shop, just head to the link in my show notes. A quick note before we move on to our next tip, anything that we eat or drink that expands the stomach or contains calories will turn the MMC off. So that includes tea or coffee with milk, but water, black tea, herbal teas, and black coffee sipped rather than gulped is fine because they're not going to rapidly expand your gut. They're just going to, if you're sipping, they're just going to, you know, slowly trickle down. If you gulp down a whole glass of water, that is going to expand the gut and turn off your MMC. Now, if you're super, super thirsty and you just went for a run and you need to drink that glass of water, drink the glass of water. Don't worry about it. But I'm just saying generally sipping is helpful for the MMC. Now, for me, I do like a decaf tea with milk, either mid-morning or mid-afternoon. So I tend to only meal space one side of lunch and overnight. Um, So I might do the morning and have a cup of tea in the afternoon or I might... um, do the afternoon for my meal space and have a cup of tea mid-morning. Um, but even then, even when I just do one kind of one side of lunch and overnight, I feel better. Finally, if this feels too much for you, don't worry about it. Don't even, just don't even think about it. Just completely dis- disregard this. Try one of the other tips and don't give this another thought. This is more something that is really important for those of us treating SIBO it can help us all with our MMC, which is why I've included it, but it's really not essential. So please don't stress. Next up is vagus nerve support. The vagus nerve is a large nerve that travels from your brain all the way down to the base of your spine to your colon. It controls multiple functions and is responsible for your breast and digest response and plays a leading role in digestion. It also stimulates the migrating motor complex, which is why we're talking about it today. Now, the vagus nerve can be damaged in a myriad of ways, including a bang to the head or the spine and trauma or chronic stress. This affects its ability to regulate digestion and to stimulate the MMC. So what we want to do is support it and improve what we call the tone of this nerve. Basically, we're working it out like a muscle. We're improving the muscle tone of the nerve. Now, normally, I find that people with endo and the clients that I personally work with have such an extensive history of trauma that they really need deeper vagus nerve healing. And I talk about that in my course, the Endo Belly course, but this is just an introduction to the vagus nerve support. So we can start with really simple techniques here and just see if they work for you. So some simple techniques include gargling, gagging, singing loudly, cold water exposure, alternate nose breathing, meditation, yoga, qigong, and tai chi. Now, as I've said, many of us tend to need deeper nerve, vagus nerve support, but 
give one of these two a really good run. You know, try one or two of them on a daily basis for a couple of months and see if things improve with your digestion, your endo belly or your SIBO. So, you know, for example, I would never do this because I just, I can't, I can't do cold water exposure, but you know, you could have a cold shower in the mornings for five minutes um, and you could do alternate nose breathing before you go to bed, just as an example. Finally, our last strategy is one you're all going to be bored of hearing by now, and that's abdominal massage. I know that I sound like a broken record with this, but it works. I'm such a fan of it. An abdominal massage plays such a big role with SIBO and gut recovery, so I wanted to raise it here. Regular abdominal massage can improve digestion overall, ease constipation, and even begin loosening a frozen pelvis and adhesions. But when practiced in the evenings before bed, it can help boost the MMC overnight. And it actually does this by stimulating the vagus nerve. When I'm working with SIBO clients or clients with constipation or excessive bloating, I really encourage them to try to practice abdominal massage nightly, if possible, or a couple of times a week, whatever they can manage. A free massage you can try is the I Love You Massage, which was actually designed for constipation, bloating, and other IBS issues. And I've linked to that in the show notes. But alternatively, you could try our Vigo massage, which is designed for gut health issues and gynae problems like endo. You can book in an online tutorial with a teacher, and then after one session, you can go away and perform it on yourself. So whilst it's not free, it is a low-cost option and a very good value for money option. I've linked to my go-to Arvigo teacher that I send my clients to and who teaches my course students in the show notes. So that's it. I really hope one or some of these tips help you to better support your MMC. And I hope that brings you some endo belly relief. I'd love to hear if you try any of these strategies and how you get on. Please email me or reach out on Instagram and let me know. And don't forget to share this episode with other endo warriors if you found it useful and you think they could as well. So that's it. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to find out more about what I do or read more on endometriosis and living well with it, um, you can head to my Instagram page, which is this underscore endolife. Um, You can head to my website, which is www.thisendolife.com. And you can also get um, a free guide to managing endometriosis naturally on my website. Um, I've put the link in my show notes. It's a beginner's guide to getting started and all of the areas that I um, have worked on to help reduce my endometriosis symptoms and pain and live well with endometriosis. As always, if you like this show, please rate, review and or subscribe. It really, truly does help others to hear the podcast and hopefully will help them to live better with endometriosis. This episode was produced by The Pod Farm. Whether you're an established podcaster or just getting started, visit thepodfarm.com to see how they can help you go from an idea to a finished show that's ready to be heard by the world.